0: everybody welcome to another episode of design recharge this is episode 205 and i'm super excited to have alec lewis on and he's one of my friends but he's also and he's here locally with me but he is really he has a great backstory and he has just a huge amount of passion for the industry of design and animation and so i'm really excited to kind of share his story with y'all so alec Thanks for being here. Oh, <laughs> well, and I'm Diane Gibbs. Did I say that? Yes. I always
1: forget. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I thank you, Diane. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm excited just to share. And, you know, the more people that know about animation, the better.
0: <laughs> so uh, let's get into it. So you started out in theater, yes. right? Yes. So I tell did. us, because that kind of seems like an unlikely but really great superpower to have in your back pocket as an animator,
1: right? Oh yeah, oh definitely, definitely. Tell us it's, a little it,
0: bit about. So you grew up in North Carolina.
1: Yes, yes, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, ever since I was a kid, I, I've always had a big imagination, and to see things move and to, to think about the way things are, like I, I always, um, I was. Was coming up with stories when I was a kid, and I mean, like to the point where I'd like dress up my brother so he'd be part of the story. And then, and then as I got older, I got to the point where I was filming, and and then I got in the theater, and the theater was perfect because I could use all my, you know, ideas in one place. And then um, with the theater, I learned, you know, how to kind of tell a better story or get more focused in certain areas. But yeah, the the it helps me tremendously all the time because uh perspective like I get so much perspective from the theater and I I could go in and to think about a role or think about a character or think about a scene and um nowadays I I use that all the time I I go into uh uh you know create a problem and I try to find a creative solution for the problem uh using movement
0: (laughs) right but it's a way you think as well and I feel like having that um the background in the theater you're thinking about the whole part mm-hmm. you're also thinking about audience interaction and and who's reading what and who's the hero and i think you're thinking about all those parts and sometimes as a designer coming into that for me it's not supernatural so it's mm-hmm. like the background kind of stage set right that's important but it's also the music that's important that's mm-hmm. also all those things kind of come into play so there is always a problem and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, some of them is just a time crunch problem. Mm -hmm, Hey, you have five seconds. (laughs) What can you get done? Right.
1: Right. Right. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, the theater again helped with that too. I mean, just the amount of focus you put into a scene or you try to make sure that you um, like, how, how can you best inform the audience in the most simple way? And uh you know you 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 create for the moment kind of thing and now and like nowadays it's the same thing it's it's you know you're trying to find the big idea and you're trying to you know solidify that with uh, intent like you're trying to you, <laughs> um, if that makes sense yeah, um, yeah. so. so- Mm-hmm.
0: So you went to undergrad, and where did you do that? Did you say I went to, that?
1: I went to Greensboro College. Oh, okay. Greensboro College, yeah.
0: And you studied theater there?
1: I did, I did.
0: And then you worked in theater.
1: Yes, I worked up in Massachusetts. I worked at the Berkshire Theater Festival. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to work with really awesome people. I mean, the theater, that I, the undergrad I went to was fantastic I, I love Greensboro College um, reminds me a lot of some of the schools down here um, but the, the intensity at which what we learned I mean the specificity I have one of my professors uh, David Schramm taught me specificity and it's you know getting into the detail the nitty-gritty of the, the thing that you're working on and mm-hmm. trying to pull out all the details you can um, so you can find those triggers and those things to to create and or i like to make better creations i guess
0: so that helps now that Mm. specificity which is actually a really hard word to say i think over (laughs) and over um but so then you worked in theater and then you decided what was happening in your life that you were like hey i need a change
1: well i came back from massachusetts and um I toured with the band. Um, That was fun. I was, my photography was actually going further than my, my acting and my directing and that sort of stuff. And the professional theater world, uh, it's a tough world. And like, I, I, I appreciated all the people I was around. I was around really super creative people, but I just didn't feel like my career was, you know, the trajectory of it wasn't going where I wanted to go. And also it was, getting kind of, uh, like I, I wanted more. I just wanted to find how can I utilize things I'm doing now, but in a different aspect. So I went to photography and photography, I worked at a photo studio after I went touring with the band. And, uh, then the photos, the photo studio was great, but then that got boring because, uh, kids and families all day long. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot. So I, 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 uh, was dating a girl who, um, uh, who had some 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 ties to this uh, this this ad school, this grad school kind of place, um, magical place, <laughs> the uh, creative circus, and that's when I was I checked it out. I, I went to one of their open houses and thought, this is it. This is this is where I'm going to get my next like this is my career. This is where my career is going to start.
0: So there are multiple creative circuses, right? So which, or is
1: there just one? There's just one. There's just one. Yeah. This creative circus is in Atlanta. Okay. And they, um, they're just tremendous. I mean, you, I learned how to be an art director. I learned how to use my other skills to, you know, communicate to the other disciplines like um, copywriters and, and uh, designers and, you know, it, it was, it was, i wouldn't trade anything in the world for my my experience at the creative circus
0: so joe who is a longtime viewer and he was on the show recently he used to teach at creative circus and he said norm gray is brilliant do you know yes. who norm gray yes yeah. oh
1: yes oh yes uh, norm norm is is like yoda he's <laughs> uh he he every every little sentence he bestows on you you just Uh, It gets excited having, and that's the kind of thing when I, when I left the circus, I wanted to bring that energy to the agency that I was going to. And I did, (laughs) I came in and started a whole uh, uh, um, animation department here, basically at Red Square. So when I jumped, uh, I came over here and they had done a lot of outsourcing of their animation and I was like, we're going to do in-house stuff. So it's been fun. It's been a good time.
0: That's, uh, so how long have you been at Red Square?
1: Three and a half years almost. So yeah. did you
0: come straight out of the Creative Circus to –
1: because yes. when you say
0: the circus, it kind of makes me feel like you were like twirling <laughs> yeah, so I was, you know, donkeys juggling. and <laughs> lions. But, yeah. Which... It,
1: it, it, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's sometimes you feel like you're in the circus. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's – the circus um, – Yeah, it's just a really intense program. It's really fun.
0: So how long was that program?
1: Two years, two years. Um, It was, yeah, like uh, 10 weeks on and then you had two weeks off. I think that's how it goes, but it was like eight quarters. And through the quarters, you know, you're every quarter you're building and making and making and coming up with ideas and concepting and, and you're putting a book together. Basically, that's what you're doing. It's coming out with an awesome portfolio. Right, and you're meeting people that are making Super Bowl commercials. I mean, you're making, you're meeting these people that are just phenomenal creatives, and um, it's something that I will always take with me. And I, I will, it's it's I love the creative circus. It's a great place. Um, but the, the, in terms of design, in terms of coming up with the ideas, it, they really teach you how to think and how to you know take an idea to the next level.
0: But didn't you feel like that your theater background was a big advantage for you in animation?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, especially because they don't offer, offer animation at the – I mean, they offer classes there at the circus. But animation was just one of my many things that I had with me. The theater helped me communicate. It helped me um, – you know, I walked into the circus, and I had i had already met a ton of people through the people that I had talked about the circus. So, like, before I came in, I knew – two or three people that I had already got excited about the circus and they quit their jobs and moved down to Atlanta and started, you know, art directing and copywriting. And then I came in with the girl I was talking to or dating. We come in and, and uh, I had already met a ton of people and we started making stuff right, right away. And um, you know, that was, that was kind of the, the theater helped me in that I was able to communicate with all these people. And Come up with ideas just all the time. Like that's that's the fun thing. It's like concepting and finding a a, something to, you know, something needs to be better or you know, and, and, and. Mm-hmm.
0: And telling the story, right? Yeah. Sometimes oh, it's like you're doing the research to find the story behind it. there was yes. something and I don't know if you have it pulled up and you could show it. But it, one of my and it was way down on the list. But since we're talking about <laughs> the circus so much, I believe he did this when you're in Atlanta. Yes. And it looks like maybe a little five points area or something. And it was about um, the sex trade and really human trafficking yes and you had put a girl in like a um
1: vending machine
0: yeah in a vending machine <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that because that you do have to kind of get people so somebody had to be filming the whole time yeah. somebody has to be kind of making sure the girl's safe right
1: sure <laughs>
0: but um but then the, the whole idea so was this kind of a group project
1: it, it was the group project well it was actually a class assignment and i do actually have it pulled up if i hit i'm going to click this Gonna try it here. Um, uh, that's not it. Let's try this. That there it is. Okay. So um, yeah. So basically, uh, it's it was it was a class assignment. They asked us to get a nonprofit, and so the nonprofit um, was not for sale. And this this was a uh, uh, a group that's trying to raise awareness for you know stopping human the human trafficking. And we did some research and found that there was like the most human trafficking in America right now is all in Atlanta because of the airport. And so we were trying to come up with ideas and I I was working with two copywriters, um, uh, Patrick Q and David Cappellino. And both of them were just, we we would just brainstorm and come up with, you know, how can we, how can we tell this in a different way? And we, we sort of stumbled into the, the, the vending machine idea. Um, by just kind of, you know, I don't know, by like concepting, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do is, you know, you're trying to come up with something that will get people's attention. And um, the vending machine was like, we could do that. Like, that's a real thing that we could actually, like, it's a great visual idea. But then it was like, well, how do we actually make it happen? How do we get the vending machine? And how we, so we started calling, you know, vending machine places and asking for their, Old vending machines and broken down things and then while we were doing that we were also designing how it was gonna look and using some of the colors and things that they already used for you know so if if it does somehow get big or whatnot it it would be or gets attention or traction or whatnot then it would uh, you know be something that we could you know actually Put out there in the world but so we got every we got the vending machine pretty easily and once we got that and then we were like let's just keep going and inside the vending machine they donated money uh we had we had a good amount of money that we got and we act and um, as i recall we sent it to the actual organization which i think which i think is in um san francisco uh i think that's where, they, where they're based but they uh, we had a little um they put money in and the vending machine actually worked it actually sent out little um Tokens or the keychains, and inside the keychain they had um, information, websites, stuff like that to go to. Um, looking back at it, it's one of those things I wish I I could have done even more with it. Um, and now that I know more, I'm like, yeah, I, I could make this more of a 360 campaign and more ideas. And it's it's um, the digital component to it is pretty slim. So it's like now I could how they animate something a little more, you know, fierce to, you know, get people's attention. And can you
0: hit play so they can kind of see it while we're talking about it?
1: Sure. Sure. Oh, I'm just going to turn it down there.
0: We can't hear it. Unfortunately. Okay. I uh, guess because it's um,
1: here. Is that better?
0: W- yeah, we can't hear it. We're oh, just, okay. You
1: can't hear Okay. Be- that's good.
0: We- because it's through your, through, I think because of that, but,
1: gotcha. okay, but we kind of gonna... get,
0: you kind of get the idea. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a fun.
0: So you actually were plugged in.
1: Yes. We we're plugged in. We had, and we actually did it two days, two different times, as I recall. Um, the first time we did it, it was kind of a test, test run. This is the second, this was the second time. The first time I can't. Did, did yeah. people
0: want to get her out?
1: Yeah. Some people were really, you know, like, uh, like, they they were they were kind of like what, what what's this all about and are you okay and she um you know she tried to get there talk to them and try to kind of conversate with them or whatnot so that they would um kind of I don't know so they so they feel okay about putting the money in the the part of it was we wanted to get all the shots we needed too because again this was it started as a class assignment and then we kind of just kept it going making it bigger and bigger as big as we could and the time that we had to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Well, and that's powerful. So some of the things that you're doing, um, at work might not be as like life changing, right? But for a company it might be, and sometimes they just need something quick and Mm -hmm. you're really tasked with a lot of things. So at Red Square, talk about some of the stuff that you kind of do there as, and what were you hired? Were you hired to do animation? Are you were you were hired <laughs> as an art director?
1: Well, they needed an art director and an and an animator, and I was like, "Well, I do both," <laughs> and I do mostly. I mean, like, art. I, I do animation mainly, but um, I've done art directed storyboards, and I've done a couple things here and there to to still have my art direction there. It's I'm just I, I'm a very digital person. I, I know that's kind of silly of me, but like at the same time, I. I really like staying in, in the digital world as much as possible. I'm even trying to use more 3d stuff for like, you know, storyboarding and like the pre visualization stuff now. But yeah, I, I, when I got hired, I got hired mainly to get the animation in house and I was pulling We do a lot of promotional things for, we've got kind of two arms at our agency. You have One side that will actually have three arms now. We're kind of like a weird octopus. Um, <laughs> got the uh, one side that does um, like casinos and the, that sort of thing we got hard rock and Cherokee casinos and then we also have another side that does um, traditional anime traditional um, uh, advertising uh, RSQ that, that, that's the that side and they we have uh, University of Alabama and a couple other little places that we've done some work for and um, and then we also have, to have our, our people up in Chicago. We have a Chicago office that mainly does the website stuff and they're getting bigger and bigger. Um, I'm excited about the Chicago office because it just opens up more potential for, you know, you know, things. <laughs> yeah.
0: More different things for you to kind of have fun and play with. Oh, yeah. So are you still the only animator out of mm. all three arms?
1: Mm, not exactly anymore. Um, For a time we had we had another animator and he's since left and then before that i trained two other people how to animate but
0: locally you were doing that it wasn't like in chicago there's somebody okay
1: no no and and they have we do have a a new motion designer who does a lot of um web stuff and uh he's great he's he's doing good stuff um i'm still trying to i'm i'm trying to expand everything i i really want more (laughs) um I, I I have an intern right now she's fabulous um, she's one of my former students and she just works really hard like that's that's all you can ask for really
0: right well, so it sounds like you had to kind of learn a lot of this on your own and then to keep up you've had to you have to continually learn Oh definitely so, um, this wasn't one of our questions and I have like thirteen <laughs> questions that I need to get back to the list but what do you do because I do think that this is so you hired as an art director but you had a bigger vision yeah. And so you've really kind of taken this uh, on your own and then grown this and had interns and do done this part of the thing. So talk about um, how do you keep honing your skills?
1: I, I watch a lot of tutorials. Uh, I still do every day. I, I try to keep myself, you know, I, I try to push myself as much as I can. I also really like it when um, I don't know something. I see something really cool and I'm like, how do they do that and then I try to break mm. it down um, I also like it when people come to me and say oh I want to film a short movie or something like that that's that gets me excited because I'm like oh yeah I can help I want to be a part of that um, when it falls all on me to you know make it happen then it gets a little crazy but I still like a challenge and I also like the, the being around creative people so that's the honing the skills I feel like it uh, when I'm around people that are hungry that want, uh, like, that have that, that desire, then that's when I, you know, like, oh, well, let's try this, let's try that. Or,
0: so, mm-hmm. so I kind of think of uh, animation as four four segments, and I'm probably missing out because this is not my uh, area. <laughs> so there's 2D and 3D animation, right? Uh-huh, but uh-huh. then there's also motion graphics, and then yeah. there's also video, because that's something, like, some people do the video and they do, don't do the animation that goes in, you know, and then some people do motion graphics, which maybe that's using some stills. And but, but you really kind of have a, a interest in all, and you've done all of those. Is oh, there definitely. more yeah. segments? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. There's like hand drawn animation. There's like the traditional kind of like when people ask me when I tell them I'm an animator. A lot of times people say, Oh, you make cartoons, or Oh, yeah. you. And I'm like, Well, I don't really do the hand drawn stuff. I, I'm. I, I like it, I like it a lot. I just don't illustrate very well. So I, I always use other ways Yet. of making it. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> true. I, I am trying to draw more. Um, partly the, the 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 tools that I have now are like each year they get better and better and, and and more fantastic. So there's tools now that I can use to make something in 3D, which I feel really comfortable in, and I can make it look like it's drawn as opposed mm. to like and so then I can start emulating other styles of animation to, you know, tell a story. Um, Especially if it needs to be another style, because I I, I do like having as much variety in my work as possible. Right. Um, So
0: CJ has a question. Are there any YouTube channels that you subscribe to for animation tutorials, or do you watch lynda.com or Skillshare
1: or what? Um, Linda's great for like the base kind of, you know, teaching the buttons kind of thing and, you know, real s- simple things. But I, I really enjoy, um, for like the next level stuff, the School of Motion. School of Motion is awesome. They, uh, the guy who runs that is just, he knows what he's doing. And he came out of Ring- Ringling, and that's like a circus place, but it's at in Florida, and they do more of the, um, you know uh, animation like straight animation kind of stuff um then there's uh grayscale gorilla if you're really into cinema 4d i love cinema so that's grayscale gorillas they're awesome they have some stuff in there that's that's after effectsy too but most of their stuff is straight you know after um cinema 4d um but yeah uh, lester banks lester banks is another one i'll give you one more yeah lester banks he's he has all kinds of stuff on his. So
0: is that a website or uh, like website? A, okay. Well, I think I
1: think it's the guy's name too. I haven't met him, but like um, I did go to the After Effects World Conference, and I did I went there a couple of years ago, and I met a lot of like really cool people that make plugins, and and I met the Adobe team that makes uh, After Effects, which was the coolest thing. It was like meeting like rock stars. I mean, they're just they're real nerdy and geeky, but they were great people. were like, right. So cool. So cool.
0: So that kind of leads into, um, Elizabeth has a question, if you go to any conferences and what really helps you, so the Adobe After Effects?
1: Yes, uh, yes, the World Conference, that was awesome. That, yeah, it's the, yeah. Um, they they now put that together with Premiere, so like Premiere and After Effects are trying to, you know, help each other out in terms of the crowd. And um, I <laughs> I not last year, but the year before last, I sent my, my, I was like, I want my, my uh, intern to go to that because I had such a good experience with it. I was like, he's got to go, he's got to go. Cause it's important to go to conferences. It's important to see what other people are doing so that you get a good, better perspective about the, um, what you're doing, like uh, uh, what you're doing in the bigger picture of, you know, animation out there. Um, it pushed me, it pushed me to do more stuff when I came back. So I'm excited. I like right now I'm, I want to get to a conference later this year. I'm I'm pushing, I'm hoping for it. Uh, It's the end of the year and uh, same sort of thing where it's just a lot of motion, motion graphics, designers, and that sort of stuff. But all
0: right. So, well, let's get to question two. We have kind of done other questions and <laughs> yeah. then we're going to jump back to question 10 and kind of get into this. So what would you tell your younger self to do differently if you could go back in time and then how far back would you, t- would you take yourself?
1: I would tell myself that I need to learn math. Um, yeah. Like I use math a whole lot more than I thought I would. And, and it's practical math and, and I, i physics. Like if I had taken a real physics class, um, I, I Like right now in animation, there's some things I can do that it, like all, all of a sudden I can have everything, you know, obey gravity and then I can adjust that. And the more the more knowing how to do that, it's taken me a while to learn that. So yeah. Johnny,
0: Johnny just said, math. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I I was a theater, you know, baseball player. That's what I did when I was growing up. And then when baseball stopped and theater kept going, um, I just didn't see a use for it. And right now, another thing is is like being able to like, you know, for the future when I we get older, it's like running a business or doing anything like that has math involved and it's practical and it's like, you know, trying to figure out how to. You know, how do you do all this stuff, this extra stuff? And and I'm getting better at it, but it has been like a definitely learning curve.
0: For sure. Well, it's good to know. I mean, I use like simple math also, but I uh, you have to use like proportions. Like if I'm, you know, trying to draw something or so, uh-huh. there is some math. And math can be fun, but maybe be. not all math. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so
0: one of the things coming out of school, you got a job as an, uh, I think having a theater background allowed you to kind of say, hey, I see a bigger picture and I see what we could do at Red Square with more. You know, I, yeah. could, I see that. And we, we don't just have to be an, I don't just have to be an art director. I actually could be your art director in animation and we could build a whole department. So I think having that, some of that big picture is definitely entrepreneurial spirit, right? Mm -hmm. But then um, how did you market yourself? Because you were able to kind of come straight out of that. Um, What, what were you doing and, and how do you market yourself now? And do you do any freelance stuff or things like that?
1: I do a little freelance here and there. uh, When I feel right now, like I'm a, uh, like a not plumber but like a, the things I make right now outside of work are very you know just simple very simple and it's partly because of time I mean I'm I'm pretty busy all the time with you know Red Square and then I, I also teach so it's that's a lot a lot to kind of handle and the little projects I do here and there they're fun they're a lot of fun but they're they're ones that I can I know I can get done in you know a short amount of time as far as marketing myself that's probably like if you were to ask me what my weakness is right now, it's like marketing myself is something that I just haven't thought about. Mm. And uh, it's something that like I was working on my website recently and uh, I was trying to make it, you know, update it with all these new things. And it's like, yeah, I need to be doing this like every week (laughs) or every month or every every quarter or something. And it's just, it's funny how that, like, when you don't think about it, it like builds up and it's kind of like, Oh, this is a huge wave of work yeah
0: that is overwhelming so i know somebody who's in broadcast either on Mm. the news or whatever and they do it once a week they take time to do their kind of demo they look at what they've done in the week and then put up certain things which i actually think is is smart because it does get overwhelming it's much easier to just kind of let it pass by so Mm. um so that would be something you would work on what would you Uh, do if you uh, you would do it more often and then what uh, else would you
1: I i would create some systems like that's the other thing at work i've got all these systems that i can type something in and it works and it just does what i want it to do working on something that you're not working on in a long while and you're like oh yeah i need to put some stuff up there and then it's like oh wait it doesn't do what i'm telling it to do because it has its own system and i've got to work that in so it's creating systems to make it work more efficiently for me and and to be able to you know plan stuff out a little better in terms of like oh yeah I want I want to show this off I want to like in terms of any kind of project I work on I always try to look at you know the what's the the problem like what's the issue that's you know obstacle in front of me and how can I can you know creatively get in front of it how can I get get around it or how can I use it to my advantage so like you know in terms of promoting myself, I definitely am going to update everything and get everything together. And it's just right now, just making sure that I've got all the pre-work done of, you know, this file format needs to be this right. and that, and then I need to upload it all into a v- Vimeo. <laughs> and, and like, it's funny because there's lots of steps. And um, yeah.
0: So do get you it? think, do you think that having, um, having systems in place, um, but also having, being able to say no to some things is important because you are teaching and working and it's not like you're just eight to five, you're right. like you're there at three in the morning sometimes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I enjoy working. I enjoy making stuff, but yeah, you're right. And saying no is there's some things I should say no to more often. Um, that is a hard thing. It's definitely a hard thing. Um, I, I find it that uh, I like as many opportunities as possible. So I have more choices and then sometimes there's opportunities they might not like if I can delegate or if I can create a, a system for somebody else to come in and be like, all right, you can do this part of this project and I'll do this part of this project and we'll make sure it all gets done and it would be better than what I could come up with. Just me, you know, trying to bulldoze through it. Um, I like coming up with those smart solutions and it's, it is tricky sometimes because sometimes you just don't have the time, but um, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm.
0: it's, also building a team, right? And oh, putting yeah, the yeah. right people in place and knowing what people's strengths are. And then also giving, that's one thing I think you're really good at is giving, seeing what people's strengths are, but then also pushing them to continue their as a, as an educator. It's the educator in you when you're at work that keeps people pushing to go to the next thing. Like you were telling me what advice you were giving your intern. Now you were right. like, dream big. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the other day she was asking me about what's next for her. Cause you know, she's about to graduate school and she's about to go off and do big things. And I, I told her, I was like, go big, go big. And she, there was, I think she had an internship or like a phone call for, uh, the mill, which I was like the mill. That's, that's an amazing place. Go to the mill. <laughs> like Go big, go to that interview. And you know, you know, I, I, I feel like when I came out of school the first time, like an undergrad, I didn't go big enough, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it was, it was one of those things I I liked where I was going and I liked the idea of, I was assistant directing and I was like, yeah, this is, this will be good. This will be a good little bridge to the next thing. When I got into uh, the circus and I knew I was getting out of the circus, I was like, I'm going to go as big as I can go. And as quickly as I can go, because getting out of the circus, is like, I don't want to be stuck in one spot. So, When I jumped down to Mobile, people kind of shook their head. But at the same time, I was going into a place that I knew I could instantly make a difference. And that's one thing about small shops I do like. I do like the idea of making a difference immediately.
0: But it's not just making a difference in your life. You made a difference in a lot of other people's lives. And you also saw opportunity for the company as a whole. And I feel like that's a really good way Uh, it takes some self analysis. And I think that that's something that you're also good at is kind of looking at a situation and looking at how you can grow and also what you can really offer. And I feel like with a lot of graduates, it's hard um, for them to see how they could fit in and how they could be an asset to a company instead of just another cog. Hey, I can design like you guys design, because really they don't need, I mean, they need people like that, but those people, we can find somebody else to design our way. You know, can you show me what you can do?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 huge. I mean, that's like if you want to show that you have something to offer, and and you want to show that you're different in some way. That like, you know, the somebody at Circus, I cannot remember who it was, but somebody said that you know you're you're uh, the quote's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's there. I I can't remember it. It's I hate when that happens. Yeah, it's just like right there. I don't want to, I don't want to butcher the quote. That's why I'm like, but it basically it's like, you're, you're just trying to make sure that when you come out of the circle, when, when you come out of anywhere you're going, you're trying to make sure you're, you know, you, and you're trying to like mm. use the things that you have that you've experienced and you use it in a way that like, you know, propels, not just you forward, but everything forward. So, um,
0: That's hard, though, to know you, you know, especially (laughs) so for me, I think that's hard as like somebody who's trying to become an illustrator. Like, how do I draw? And so I feel like I just need to explore um, a lot of different ways or a lot of different subject matters and things like that. And I feel like, um, do you think there's anything that we could do even uh, coming right out of school or not and just thinking about maybe changing our field or going from print to UX or mm-hmm. something like that? What would, cause it seems like you're really good at kind of touching a center of, of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. How do you do that?
1: You, well, I going back to theater. It's, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta know, you get, the, to know you, to figure out what you have to offer. You know, you gotta kind of, look at all the layers, you know, I I always break things down into layers or break it down into pieces. And I know I can do this. And I know I can do that. And just having confidence. That's one thing I think that you could do is give the, like, give them something, the students, something to hold on to something that's theirs, something Mm -hmm. that they, they can, they can be proud of and say, okay, I got that. Now it's next. Now what's the next thing I'm going to do? And then that, then you kind of build from that spot. You kind of make a foundation with those confident moments and those confident, um, and again, I'm not saying doing it like, you know, oh, that was a great job. It's got to be a real thing. It's got to be something that's of them that, and it can be small. It doesn't have to be huge. It's just small things lead up to bigger things. And um
0: when I feel like when there's a struggle, yeah. but then they overcome and you're the guide, you know, you're, if it's an intern or say mm-hmm. you're the employer, and this is a, a person, you know that they're not probably going to work for you forever. Mm-hmm. So you have to like think about what they're going to take. I mean, in school, it's really easy. What are you going to learn from me this semester that you're going to learn next semester? Right. But I think you kind of have that mentality in even in the workplace too.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. And the workplace is great. Cause, um, you know people are getting paid so that they, they have a little bit more skin in the game i mean sometimes with uh, when i was in school people just kind of had this oh i'll just wake up tomorrow and go back to school work's different work you know you don't know if you're gonna have that job tomorrow if, if you're like if you're slacking off you don't know so that's one of the things you gotta push hard you gotta challenge yourself you gotta when you do find yourself at a lull you gotta you know Find those sparks and I create sparks I, I I can't sit around and wait for sparks so a lot of times I try to plant seeds or make doors and people kind of go towards those things and um, I always like being surprised by people so I, I'll sometimes say things or do things to get people's you know char- char- you know charged and then they'll surprise me with something that I didn't expect and then that's when it's beautiful that's when it's like okay now we can now we can get something going because everybody's playing and that's that's about the theater too the theater was all about playing it was all about you bring you do your homework you know your character you come in you've researched you kind of you you've got all kinds of acting things that you bring to the table and then you walk in the room and you go and it's a play, playful thing. You're you you're constantly bouncing off the other person. And like now it's now it's a little different because people kind of have real lives, and it's not it's not not all make believe. So you can't uh, can't always get people to life or death states at at work. But if you can get them to a place of uncomfortability where they're just a, like, I don't know if I can do it. That's good. That's a great thing because then it's like. Let's let's try to rise above it. Let's try to come come up with something that has never been thought of before.
0: And then that's where confidence comes in because yeah. when they succeed and when they get over that obstacle, that's true confidence because they've they've overcome,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely.
0: Like a beaver,
1: <laughs> I um
0: I showed my class this the uh, little clip from this uh, PBS uh, special was it's like an hour long. You can I posted it on Facebook yesterday mm-hmm. and but really like. Beavers, they get their dams torn up every day and then they go back to the same same place and rebuild. And really, um, they were doing great things for the ecosystems when there were droughts like in Montana and in uh British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's really good. But one thing is they can um uh, like fell, one beaver can fell like a twelve inch uh, um tree mm-hmm. in, in one night, you know. I mean they can do multiple trees, but one right. 12 inch and um, but then they're not like these little beavers are like dragging <laughs> these little trees, you know, but then the big tree, they have to cut it down uh-huh. and they have to break just like animation. You're breaking it into little pieces and mm-hmm. as a director, you're breaking it in. Here's the piece that the graphic designer is going to do. Here's the piece the animator is going to do. Here's the hair. I just need you to work on the hair or, mm-hmm. oh, or yeah. those pieces. And it's really seeing that. I think that's definitely one of your, your superpowers for sure of <laughs> being able to come in and, analyze a situation, but I feel like you really do that well, but you really are um, selfless in the way that you really want these other people who are coming behind you to to feel like they are the hero, right? Uh,
1: of course, of course. Yeah, I definitely want that. I, it's uh, I much rather work with people that want to you know, work together and come up with the solution, the the best solution. It doesn't have to be my solution. It just, and I, again, I'll bring in, I will fill a board or fill a room with ideas. And um, I expect that, I expect people to do the same. And and when they do, it's like, this is where the magic happens. This is where you're coming in and you're everyone's giving different perspectives to make the thing. And yeah. it, it's great. It's just, it's a wonderful thing.
0: So Johnny says, um, I'm, I really love Alec that learned I love Alec learned just as much about design by theater than design school I feel that way about my time in music and touring with bands and then Ann says her thesis topic was design and theater and then um Johnny also said were you trying to quote Norm Gray from Circus it
1: it might have been there's a lot of people that like really hit me with quotes all the time yeah yeah yeah. so it's, it's
0: and then Joe said, hey, Alec, so I consider myself a storyteller more than a designer in many ways. How has storytelling and having that storyteller's mindset helped you in a design setting? That's a great question. That Thanks, good, Joe.
1: That's a very good question. Um, well, <laughs> I I don't like boring design. <laughs> and and a lot of times you get boring stuff. Like, I mean, I get a client that comes in with something that, you know, is very drab. And then it's like, how can I excite this? How can I use What I know, or how can I tell a better story than what they want? You know, if they want, you know, a car to drive through the scene and they want it to have their logo on the front of the car, it's like, I get it, but how can I tell that in an interesting way? And with movement and shape and form, like I I try to use all the things I know to kind of tell that story. Even if I don't get to use words, if I don't get to use anything but movement, I can still tell a story. and I get excited by it because it's a challenge, you know, you're kind of limiting what my options are, but then I'm like, well, you know, the color, color can change everything. You know, I could change the color of the background. I could change the color of the car. I could change the color. Of the, I mean, the, the only thing I know I have to do is make sure that logo is big enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm skipping all over the place, but I want to kind of go, because I feel like this is like the backstory, but really this is what makes you a great animator, a great art director. Um, Was there something you learned early on as an actor that in the theater and in the theater or from acting or from art directing that still impacts you and how you work currently?
1: Yes. Um, I learned uh, a lot of different acting techniques when I was in theater. And uh, one of the techniques it was Meisner and Meisner was all about accepting everything and denying nothing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I, it's the listening, you got to constantly listen and and if they say something, you got to listen to that. You can't just, you know, throw it to the side and do what you want to do. You got to listen to them and you got to kind of say, okay, cool. And and then you kind of bring in your stuff and then you're working together to kind of create the solution. And my I mean I use that all the time I sit there and think about it I also at, at this I do remember a quote from the circus um, my uh, uh, Sylvia Sylvia was like the, the head like the head of the uh, art direction crazy design stuff that we did and she said uh, a quote that will always stick with me and that's oh, am um, <laughs> um, not stuck now it's gone uh, <laughs> my mind just kind of broke's because uh, it's, it it's a cause it's a quote, uh, no, it's, um, struggle of your work. Hold on. It's the, the find the soul in the struggle of your work. Mm. That's another thing that sticks with me all the time. Cause a lot of times you'll get into the, 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 the heat of it. And you're like, what am I doing? I got my stuff stuck and I don't know what to do. And then you try to find that, that, that little spark, that little, that thing that like makes you, Oh, this is a lie. This is something good. I'm going to go with that. And, so I always, you know, if I ever get stuck or anything, I always go to something that's pretty or go to something that, like, you know, gets me, a, gets me out of my head. Because a lot of times, um, you know, when you're looking at something over and over again, you kind of get in your head. So, um, so
0: it, I want to just make sure I got this down because I'm and um, is it Sylvia Gaffney?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. It is Sylvia mm-hmm.
0: So find the soul in the in struggle the of your work. Yes. Yes. Okay. I like that. It is good. And Kent wanted to know it anyway. And I was, I'm going to put it in the show notes, Kent. So, so what about when you have a client that kind of comes in with an idea, maybe it's the car coming through Mm -hmm. a scene. Yeah. um, And they just have the one thing we want a car and we want a logo on the car. Um, How do you pitch that work? How hard is it to pitch your kind of maybe a little bit off idea so that it is more of a story?
1: I, i I always try to pitch more than one idea. That's one that's the first and foremost. like you got to have multiple things. And the first idea, typically i like I like going big on the first idea because typically the first thing they see is like, okay, so what is this? And then you can kind of pull back or go a different direction on the next ideas. But I, I like telling a story that that takes them somewhere, like makes them feel like they they're a part of it in some way. And uh, I try really hard not to. Um make it too flat of an idea. If it's a flat idea, I'm being lazy like it's mm. I like, by a flat idea, I mean you know it's it's just you know you've seen it a thousand times. you know if, if I were to do a, a car commercial coming in, it would not be your typical thing. Um, my first my first idea would never be a bland idea. Um, that,
0: so pitch with a good starter yes and don't be afraid. Definitely oh, no. pit, pitch multiples and don't be afraid to kind of go out there.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But you do have to kind of be able to, again, this goes back to your communication, you have to be able to communicate that it's not just you're trying to do something cool because oh, you have a new tool, right, right. it's because this will help their audience.
1: Of course, yeah, it, it all ties back to the big idea and the strategy you put behind it. I mean, like, that's all pre-work. That's all, in terms of coming up with the ideas, you're trying, you, you've got your, um, you got your like plate of cheese, and you're saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this plate of cheese." And the concept is at the top, and then as you're going down to the very bottom, you're, the very bottom of the plate of cheese is like the type of cheese, the executions and stuff. And I would much rather tell them an interesting, you know, have a grandiose, you know, plate of cheese, like you see all the the layers and things, and the and once they get to it, the bottom. You know, that's, they're tasting it. They're tasting it, and, and all the things, the steps in between is just, I don't know, it's hard to describe without the visual there, but it's, in my mind, it's, it's, when I try to explain concepting to people, it's always like, you can't just say something cool, or you can't, can't just make it about the, the technology. I mean, a lot of people get stuck on the technology, and they're not really um, seeing the idea, and how does this solve their problem? How does this get them what they're looking for in a smart way. Um, I don't like bad ads. I don't, I don't like it when it's bad. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of times that comes, you know, uh, they come in real quick, like casinos. They, they're like, oh, yeah, we want something, that you know, tomorrow, today. And you're like, okay, yeah, great. And then how can I make this this poster animated now? Because it wasn't animated before. It wasn't even designed to be animated. They're just like, we want this animated. And I got to make it happen in an interesting way that's not, Sometimes I don't have to pitch those. I just get to make those. But in terms of uh, you know concepting, if I get time to concept, I'm going to make I'm going to make as many ideas as I can.
0: Right. So this goes. I love your. Um, you, so wait. Uh, i always trying to make sure I get all my questions from okay. somebody yes. else, not sure. from me. That's so fine. Elizabeth said, "Did you have any sales experience? Did you ever did. work in retail?"
1: I, I, I worked. Um, when I was in theater, uh, like uh, during the summers, I'd sell things. That's when I learned how to sell. And I sold, uh, I sold knives. I sold uh, the Cutco knives. And, and then one summer I sold air purification systems other otherwise known as vacuums. And, (laughs) and uh, that was rough. That was, that was where I was like, I don't want to ever do this again, but I did learn a lot. I learned a ton um, in, in terms of just how to, present I was using all my theater skills then of cause I'd go to sell the people and the air purification systems were a little tricky because you go to like area codes and you go to these weird area codes and you're like, I've never been to this part of North Carolina before and this house has no door this house had no doors. And, and that's like, ah but I bring in a vacuum and I tell do my little spiel and I you know I, I, it was it was all acting to me at that point. And um, but I did learn the how to you know talk to people basically there I mean it was that's basically what it was, I was talking and knowing how to you know you know get create create a me. Basically,
0: you also also have to create comfort because if you're asking for something uh, so it's really about reading your audience as well and I feel like in the theater and even with a longer animation you have an end goal you have what you want them to take away just like the beaver thing that I was watching Mm -hmm. it was that hey, no matter how hard life gets. You will get through it, but stick with your family. Beavers are very family oriented. Not to go back to that beaver video, but I will. Um, I, w- I watch it. I watch okay. it. <laughs> it. It's like fifty-two minutes, but it was really good. But um, anyway, and there were some inter- in- interesting other things about the beavers. But they really do work and they break things down. But the end goal was that they were going to stop the flow of water. Right. right and they were right. going to build this and they have these canals and caves and you know and they're protecting their family and everybody in the family works and I feel like in animation you you can't just do it alone it has to be a team mm-hmm. but then you also have to know what that end goal is and you have to keep that in mind of what we are trying to do either we're trying to get people to come get people to buy something and it's about understanding how to talk and we talked about this last week with Jason he t- said you know these people are coming into this gallery he's working in a a gallery Mm part-time um as a designer and so then and he just said hi so um (laughs) um but he said you know it's like normal people are coming off the street and they ask the same question oh is this your work and he's like no and then he gets to tell the backstory of the artist and then they Mm -hmm. then they feel like part of the work Mm -hmm. but most people don't You know, you watch a movie and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna make my life better," you know, or something. And it's that end goal that if it's a presentation or if it's an interview or if it's whatever, there is that end goal of Mm -hmm. for the beaver, it's stopping the water. for For us, it's different things, but you have to really be able to get in the
1: shoes of your client. I think. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely, and that that comes with research. I mean. Every, everything I did in theater in terms of research I try to do here and even when there's no research available it's like I start digging through people I start asking them questions and if you can ask people the right questions you start getting things that oh wow I could actually use that information to make something better like I know certain clients don't like certain things not because the client told me but because these other people I just watched and listened to them and you know, I, I know that whenever I work on certain things I can I can be aware of those things. and um,
0: Also mm -hmm. memory, right? Memory comes really into, I feel like that's one of my superpowers that can kind of remember people, but Mm -hmm. think about you with lines. Those are, that's a skill you had to learn, but now it's, now you're using that memory skill in, Hey, I remember this client doesn't like this.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I would say that the, the, yeah, I mean, listening, listening is huge. I mean, that's that. And I, I, I got my listening things before I went to theater, but the theater enhanced it. And mm-hmm. I listened for certain things. And I, I watch people's body language. And I watch little things that people do that kind of inform me, oh, wait, I know I need to do like, especially when I present, when I present, I know if I got you or not, if I don't have you, then I'm going to try something else. And um, so it's, It's interesting. I mean, I I find work interesting, especially in design. I'm very happy to be in this world. Theater was, it was fun, but it was like I was pretending all the time. So
0: yeah. Mm. All right, so one of the things I love about you is that you do talk in metaphors and I use a lot of analogies. So me and you are best friends in that department. (laughs) So I think that they help people um, from different backgrounds understand different uh, difficult concepts or maybe difficult to understand concepts. So can you talk about why you like to use these in class and maybe even in at work when you're dealing with a client or at work when you're dealing with an intern or co-worker? And then I'll ask the rest of the question.
1: Okay. Uh, well, the um, metaphors I use, a lot. Of t- I, I, I do say I'm, I'm planting seeds a lot. I also say that I, I the, the doors, like I, I've always felt like I'm I'm opening like creating doors and and it's I don't necessarily want to to like tell you which door to go in I just want to open up doors and make doors but to see the students or see people I work with go through the doors or make their own doors because they see a door something it's my favorite thing in the world to see somebody see a door see an option see an opportunity and then be like I'm going. And then they just go through it. And you're like, wow, that was awesome. Or they, they create their own door because they're like, I now see that. I know that I know what that is. And now I can now I can finally do the thing I didn't think I could do. And I can go through right. this door. So um, yeah, metaphors on the spot are a little tricky because then it's like, I don't know exactly like right. I I use them when they come up. <laughs>
0: right. And it's a yeah. good solution. But but how just using them helps to kind of break down some barriers sometimes because you're coming back to a both of us understand this um concept you know sure
1: yeah 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 I like people being on the same page I also like visually seeing it um Mm. very visual and I I even see word like that quote that I was having time with I saw the quote but I can't I couldn't say the quote it just the words there I just couldn't read the words it was there were pictures and um everything's in pictures for me so So uh, let's
0: talk about that before we have like six minutes left and then we'll, we didn't get it all done, but this was one of the things (laughs) that I love about you as well is that, um, you and I have talked about, um, and how you think about things in, in, in movement, right? Yes, and yes. you see something and you are like, I want to animate that. And I'm like, one time you said it was a, a, like a dog I had drawn. And you're like, I want to animate that. And I'm like, yeah. what? What would you do with that? But okay. But I don't even think that way. So I think it's just a really different way of thinking which maybe a lot of animators do, but I, I don't. So that I was watch something about a cinematograph, you know, where you mm-hmm, take it's mm-hmm. really a photograph and then one piece is um moving. But it's like you see things like that and, and automatically think about how this could be built or how it could move to be more interesting. Um, could you explain how somebody maybe like me who doesn't think like that could begin to start seeing these opportunities or these doors?
1: sure yeah I, it's it's a lot of times it's it's looking at the shapes you know like I, I see certain shapes rounded shapes and you know way people you know like people are fun because they can move in interesting ways but then you see a an object or see something that's that reminds you of a person just by the way it you know it is you know like I've seen you know packaging I watch. I look at packaging and I'm like oh wow the packaging you could you could animate that. You can add things animate into the packaging and stuff. It's it, it's it's all about you know using those design principles or whatnot. I, I just look for the ones that that I don't know. Like um, it's it is hard to, to tell somebody that doesn't think like that because it's and i and after you've been around me a little while, you kind of start start talking like me, and it's funny because I hear it from my students, and I'm like, that's that's. Is talk? I do talk like that, and but like the the um, yeah the dog. I actually the the dog you were talking about. Like I actually had that dog. Um, hold on, let's see here. Let's do. Um, so your dog, your dog. I, I I broke it into layers because mm-hmm. again to animate. So originally it's just on the thing, and then I I broke it down and I looked for. Hey! Fun. looking for places or things to, to animate. And it's, it's just taking little small things. It's like, how can this, what is this, who's this dog? And you know, the tail was had to wag cause it just was upright and needed it in the ear, the cocked ear, right. you know, as I, as I work on this, I'd get more and more excited about like little things and, you know, the eyes and the nose and all that, but it just looking for the simple, you know, Simple movement. I mean, your 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 the the dog wants to be animated, I and mean, it's just sitting still right now. But yeah, it has that that um,
0: uh, personality. It yeah, has pers- something, yes. and you could see that it could get more across if it could move, exactly. where it co- could communicate more body language wise. And I think both you and I are both very body language. We are not like straight standers, you know. Right,
1: right. But I Definitely. think that it
0: does it helps in communicating our message if we can use um body language so i think it's it, a lot of it, maybe the animation is the more communication
1: i i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I, I find myself a lot of times you know uh if, if something's too like doesn't have a build or doesn't have something that's telling the, the um uh, the, uh, the story well enough a lot of times it needs that extra little bit or it needs to or it needs to stop i mean like if it is build and then it you know explodes to one spot and again it's all using the principles i've learned from the past and kind of applying it to what i see in front of me um, yeah and so, and like and, and one more thing that the with that secondary action secondary you know things you know after everything's moved there's things that still move and that's kind of a pr- pr- uh, principle back uh, of animation but like i learned that back when i was an actor where it's like if you want something to have a little bit more force or show a little more or not indicate but like to have the you know follow through in the action you know that's um i don't know it's 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 just fun to me like when i when i look at anything i always see something like that
0: so do you um did th- have things always come easy to you or do you think you've had to work hard at some of those things
1: oh, like- I mean the things I've had to work for I mean like technically i'm I was never a technical person I was an actor and pretending and then when I went to actually really like I didn't have to build the whole set I only had to build the face of it and then I go to the creative circus and they're like no you have to build the whole thing and you got to sell it like it's a real thing and you gotta it was like wow this is this is intense and that's been helped me. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's about more specificity more, you know, you learn more details and it's like, how far can you go down the rabbit hole? And when you design something or make something, how can you make it better? And how can you, or how you take something that's already there and improve it? You know, a lot of times when I see something that isn't moving, I'm like, how can it like, how can I give it life? How can it breathe? Right.
0: So, um, I think that sometimes it looks like it's really easy and so I think that you also have a really positive attitude, and I think the positivity comes across. And so I had this uh, lady who I worked with, and she did face reading. And so you and I both have these. I mean, mine are pretty deep in there. I, don't, yeah. I have a tiny little picture. I can't really see me. Uh-huh. But, like, I have pretty deep lines. And, and you have some deep lines up there, yeah. too, oh, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've and so funny wrinkles. <laughs>
0: that was one of the things she says, that things didn't really come easy to you. You had to work hard. And I was like, yep. You know, and maybe it was as a kid, you know, I was always like this, like struggling, you know, because mm-hmm. school wasn't super easy for me or or whatever. So that was one. But I think that being positive, I think that's the beaver, right? That's the, the internal beaver mm-hmm. in, in us that we just we're just going to keep going because maybe we've seen somebody else do it. And then we think, hey, I can do this. And I don't know what what's your theory on because you are really positive.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I try to be optimistic about everything because you know it's, you, it's a short life you live, and it's like how can you do? How can you make an impact? And it's you know I'm, I know I'm not going to be president tomorrow, kind of thing. But you know if I could, if I can tell stories and I can get people excited and inspire somebody to do more than they thought they could do the day before, or or like I mean this for Mardi Gras, I was helping people with resumes. Um, just because a lot of people were like, I'm so sick and tired of doing this and that. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll help you with a resume. And this is people at the bar. That's what I'm saying. Like I I help people with a resume at the bar, which is silly, but that's how my brain works. I just get excited about making stuff. And they're like, you know, you could do something else and then help them and see where they go with it. Uh, Another thing I also also like when people come back after they've done something and they're like really happy to, they want to share and it's uh, much rather share and, create and destroy and make people feel bad or be really hoity toity about my work or anything like that. I'd much rather, you know, create. I
0: think that's another one of your superpowers is able to kind of get on board somebody else's game and really help them really, you know, like you're helping lift them up because they have felt like they weren't the hero or whatever. Mm. So, but I love, I love your story. I, um, I hope that, um, Maybe Kent will get to uh, meet you at um, Flourish, where uh, for um, AIGA Mobile, the student conference. I believe you're one of our reviewers. I think I'm right? so
1: excited. I'm so excited. Uh, and so, uh,
0: <laughs> so Kent, Kent will be there, I believe. And so, Very hopefully, good. yep, he said. So you'll, I'll make sure I introduce you to. Um, but I I definitely wish we had time to get the rest of these, but (laughs) I was out of space and I was, I knew it was, we'll just have to have you back and do a part two. So that brings me to how to find Alec. So um, I'm going to put up your Instagram and I'm going to read it out loud for everybody in iTunes world. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram.com slash Alec, A-L-E-C-L-E-W. His name's Alec Lewis, but, clearly i there it's it's a fairly common name so you're alec lou right yes
1: yeah for for instagram i i'm probably going to switch some things as we as i move forward (laughs) because again like i said like you know promoting myself a lot of times i'm promoting other things or i'm trying to you know fix things uh and it's one of those things I, i do need to get more you know egocentric i guess and like make sure that my stuff's out there and but the think think Alec my website uh, I'll be adding more stuff to that as as this week's progresses actually I've got it's just it's almost there it's just it's just well, not there yet
0: so it's t h i n k or t h i n k a l e c dot com so that's his website so I want to make sure. Um, you guys go and check it out. I will put, be putting the School of Motion, Creative Circus, Grayscale, Gorilla, Lester Banks, and then the Sylvia Gaffney quote on the sh- in the show notes. Um, so if anybody kind of needs those, you can find those at rechargingyou.com, and then you could just look up Alec Lewis, and it'll come up. So we are doing a part two for uh, Jason, because <laughs> we didn't get to finish his last week, and so He's going to be actually on for maybe 30 minutes next Wednesday. But I have the Makers of One podcast guys. uh, Patrick Hill, Luke Gall, and Andrew Sales are all going to be coming on. And they do their podcast at night. And so it's going to be Monday night. It's spring break, thankfully, so it won't be that big of a deal. It's usually about when I go to bed. But it's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Monday night. So hopefully you guys, you'll have two opportunities to check out um, Design Recharge next week. And I hope you guys will join. And if you um, aren't signed up to get the newsletter, you can sign up and get the emails for the links every week. And then the questions that I ask kind of join the family. You can do that at www.rechargingyou.com. And there's plenty of ways to sign up. And you can also follow me. At Design Recharge on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, but Alec, thank you so much, and I'm really yeah. glad to see okay. the dog. Like I yeah. was super no, excited.
1: I, yeah, no, no. I I'm probably gonna do more to it. I I, I had it on my big computer, and then I, I when I pull it over here, it was like, oh wait, this isn't the the final Fiesta Rési Stance one that I want to show you. But I, I'll 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 send it to you sometime soon.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy just to see it. That was great, and I I really. I hope you guys check out. I tried to do a lot of promos to kind of show the variety of work that Alec does. So he's definitely doing video, doing 3D, doing 2D, animating uh, motion graphics, logos, things like that. And I think that it hopefully makes your life not boring because you you said that was one of the reasons you left um, uh, the theater and then...
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the theater, the reason I left the theater was because the trajectory just didn't seem like it was opportunity opportunity down here uh and like in terms of creating as long as as long as I'm in an ad world and like around people that are creative people that's that's all I can ask for and then the teaching too I mean the fact that I can there's always someone to teach so and, and learn from I mean I, I would I like I said conferences and stuff I'd love to go to all of them so um We'll see well, what happens. <laughs> and
0: hopefully next year we can get you to go to Creative South because I'd love to cheer you around to those people which a lot of these people are those people. So happy that I'm very thankful that you were able to be here today and share a little bit of your wisdom with us.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I had a I had a great great time.
0: <laughs> and we do too. So guys, we'll see you next week and make sure you um, hook up with Alec on Instagram and check out his website. And we'll see you two times next week and we'll schedule a time for Alec to get the rest of his questions done.
1: Sounds good. (laughs)